Find that bar of chocolate you've been hiding. It's time to unwrap this week's Coco News. 31% slide expected in Ghana cocoa output due to catastrophic conditions. Ghana is reportedly expecting a significant decrease in cocoa production when compared to the previous season. The 2021-22 cocoa output is expected to be down by a minimum of 31% as a result of catastrophic growing conditions. It has not been an easy year for the West African cocoa farmers, with the pandemic introducing a host of logistical challenges and uni-deal weather conditions negatively impacting harvests. Ghana's Cocoa Board, Cocobod, told Reuters that the extremely dry conditions induced by the seasonal harmattan wind is contributing to severe drought and stunting the growth of cocoa pods. The result of these ongoing challenges is a poor harvest that is expected to continue through the mid-crop in June and consequently a drastic drop in overall cocoa output from the world's second-largest cocoa producer. We all agree on one thing. Ghana's total production will not exceed 710 to 720,000 tons this year, mainly because of a climate that has been catastrophic for cocoa, the director of a European export company stated. Similar figures were also given by four pod counters and six exporters based in Ghana. The mid crop, starting in June, has previously reached approximately 250,000 tons during strong seasons. The current prediction, according to a source at Cocobod, expects a much lesser 70,000 to 80,000 tons. One pod counter who visited Ghana earlier this month said, I believe 80,000 tons will be the maximum if all goes well. If the drought continues, it will be much less than that. If predictions by the Cocobod source are correct, then this year's crop is only expected to reach 725,000 tons, representing a 31% drop from their previous record season of 1.047 million tons in 2020-21. For the moment this is what we expect, but it could go up or down depending on the size of the mid-crop, explained the anonymous Cocobod source. If the current expected figures are accurate, it would be the country's smallest crop in recent history. Carolyn Fezenberg appointed as Blommer's new director of cocoa sustainability. Blommer's chocolate is the largest cocoa grinder in North America, supplying semi-finished products to major chocolate companies. Since its founding in 1939, the company has openly stated support for sustainable cocoa farming, as one of the founding members of the World Cocoa Foundation. The company has now appointed Carolyn Fezenberg as their new director of cocoa sustainability. Fezenberg has worked in Blommers for close to 10 years as their sustainability program manager, and has a hands-on history working with cocoa. Much of my work takes place at Origin, talking to farmers and cooperatives and establishing programs to improve their working and social conditions, explains Fezenberg. She continues to say, providing farmer field schools to train participants in good agricultural practice expanding opportunities for the employment of women in the supply chain, etc. Her role, as she describes it, is to create sustainability programs that strike a balance between customer needs, cost-effectiveness, and practicality in the field. As sustainability is an increasing concern for the cocoa sector, it will take someone with an intimate knowledge of the cocoa value chain to handle the challenges that lie ahead. 
Blommer said that they believe that Fezenberg has the experience to drive their sustainability initiatives forward. We look forward to seeing how she navigates the increasingly complex matter of sustainability in the cocoa industry. The cocoa farms of Ghana's western north region have been the subject of rehabilitation under the National Cocoa Rehabilitation Program, NCRP. These regions have been affected by the swollen shoot disease, which has had devastating effects on the country's prime crop. Approximately 11% of cocoa farms in the region, 51,537 hectares out of 487,386, have been rehabilitated under the program so far. The NCRP was launched in 2017 by Ghana's cocoa regulator Cocobud and is financially supported by the African Development Bank, AFDB. One of the objectives of the program is to treat farms affected by the virus and replant infected cocoa plants with disease-tolerant and early-bearing, high-yielding varieties. Chief Executive of Cocobud, Joseph Bowahen Edu, toured some of the rehabilitated farms in the Western North region to assess progress. In 2017, when we took over, we thought it wise to come up with measures to save the situation, leading to the rehabilitation program to give hope to our farmers and to improve income, among others, said Edu. As part of the program, compensation is also to be paid to participating farmers and landowners for up to two years after the plantation. One area where significant progress was observed is in the planting of shade trees, where economic trees are interspersed across the cocoa farms to provide shade for cocoa trees. The benefits of planting the economic trees are expected to carry forward to provide improved income for generations to come. Farmers have therefore been urged to not only care for their cocoa crops, but also to ensure the proper planting and treatment of their economic trees. While the planting of shade trees is not an uncommon practice in the cocoa industry, Ghanaian farmers have previously been hesitant to adopt the technique. One study conducted by the Department of Agroforestry College of Agriculture and Natural Resources at the Kwame Krumah University of Science and Technology, NAST, in Ghana, looked into the farmers' views on shade trees. The study found that out of the 91 farmers involved, only nine of them thought that their cocoa trees and pods were healthier with the addition of shade trees. Furthermore, when asked for their reasons for removing shade trees, 39 of the 91 farmers believed that less shade gave a higher yield. The goal of the NCRP program is to develop better cocoa growing conditions and practices for generations to come. It is therefore not only necessary to replace disease crops, but to also educate farmers on best practices to get the most out of their farms. For example, Mr. Adu advised against planting too many yucca in the farms, as they would compete with the cocoa trees for water and nutrients. He also spoke of plans to introduce irrigation technology that would allow continuous farming through the dry seasons, enabling farmers to maximize their yield. Western North Region cocoa farmers have seen continuous drops in cocoa, production as a result of the swollen shoot disease, and if left untreated, the affected trees could die off completely. In response, Cocobud initiated the rehabilitation program as a matter of urgency, and it is encouraging to see that improvements are already being reported. Although we expect it to be a long process, 
it could lay the groundwork for future generations to prosper. Thanks for listening to this week's Coco Newscast. You can also catch our other podcasts, including the Coffee Newscast and the popular Bean Talks with Nick and Max, which goes out every Monday. Stay safe and I'll see you all next week.